Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy Daniel Thompson Jr. Today I have my good friend Caleb Fossum in the building. And in this episode, we talk about a lot of his life story and how important it is to focus on flow instead of trying to force things in life. We talk about what it means to be a creative and how you can create the life that you want to live on your own terms, as opposed to trying to do it from any other type of social conditioning. We talk about the importance of potential and how you can truly shift your identity at any time. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you, I appreciate you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Dynamic blessings, ladies and gentlemen. I have an extremely special guest in the building today. You are joined by none other than the man himself, Caleb Fossum. And Caleb is an aspiring renaissance man and a creative, but at the end of the day, you can't really fit Caleb in a box. He's a human being just like you and me on this journey of life. And something I must say about Caleb that I truly love is just how much love and energy that he brings to life. And we were introduced through a mutual brother of ours, Matt Coleman, and it's just been all love ever since we've met. And Caleb's a, a little bit younger than me. He's in his, his younger 20s. And for me, it is such a, it's such a great mirror to be able to watch this young man going through his journey because it really reminds me a lot of my own journey. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Caleb, and to dive in with all things life, man. So how you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for that intro. I really appreciate you uh, having me on, man. I'm super excited to dive into this conversation. 100%. We're going to have a great time with it. For you, I would love to hear a little bit of how you've been acclimating in your life now. And what I mean by that is you were a former high-level athlete, right? And I know for myself, there was this transition of going from being a football player to essentially not being a football player anymore and slowly growing into who I am today. So how's that transition been for you in terms of seeing yourself as a athlete, a football player, and now what has happened to see yourself as more of this aspiring renaissance man and creative? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And, um, you know, what started this journey for me was our, you know, mutual brother, you know, Matt Komen. He asked me a question when I was still training, pursuing my, you know, career in football. And he was like, are you your fully expressed self when you play football? And the answer was a no brainer. It was absolutely not. I'm constantly trying to fit this mold. I'm trying to impress coaches, scouts, owners, whatever the case may be. And I was just trying to fit what they wanted me to be instead of just being myself. And I mean, that was kind of the first red flag for me. And then, like you said, acclimating to it, um, it was a complete identity shift and like shedding of a character, like a complete past life. And um, that transition was super hard, man. I mean, you spend your whole life with these blinders on chasing this dream. Um, you know, I started playing sports when I was probably around like four or five years old up until, you know, 24 years old. And it was a, uh, it was quite the journey. And you just keep thinking you're going to play forever until you reach that point where you're done. And so when that point hit, I think what happened was to rebuild myself, I just had to be relentlessly curious, curious and ask a ton of questions. And asking questions just led me to understand that I really don't know shit about shit. I really don't know anything <laughs> 
which is the best thing ever because now I'm in this constant student of life phase. And that's what caused this idea of the Renaissance man. Um, I love the idea of knowing a little bit about everything. I love the idea of being cultured. I love the idea of touching life's edges in all extremes to then come to whatever your center is and live in harmony with all those edges and playing the process of elimination to find out things you don't want in life in all aspects. And so I think that just led to this relentless questioning and curiosity, um, which then started uh, to allow me to express myself creatively, um, which is suppressed during sports. You know, that's such a masculine energy. It's such a, I'm going to outwork everybody. It's such a um, structured way of living. And so I suppressed that the whole time. So after sports, it really allowed me to tap into that feminine energy, that creative side, that flowy side. Um, and then now I feel like I'm doing very well with learning how to kind of harmonize my life with both energies and, and be holistic. I love that. I love that. The blending of the two energies, the yin and the yang. And I love what you said about being relentlessly curious, because I think curiosity is something that I take a lot of pride in. And similar mm -hmm. to you, I realize that the more I learn, the more I realize that I don't know shit either, mm -hmm. which is, to your point, a great place to be. And have you seen this shift in your life and tapping more into being the most fully expressed version of yourself tangibly look? Like what are more of the things that you're doing today that maybe you put off in the past when you were a player? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I think um, I'm really, I just started being more intuitive. Like, you know, even as a player, things would come up of like wanting to express myself, whether that was, you know, writing or doodling or drawing or sitting in silence. But for me as a player, it was always, how can I just get better? And trying to push through that limit to where I would start to be exhausted or I would run myself down. And, you know, first one in the locker room, last one to leave mentality. I had this walk-on mentality, which definitely got me to where I am today. I wouldn't be who I am without that mentality. And I think I needed that extreme mentality early. And what I think I shifted into now was my intuition is so loud because I feel like it's just this muscle that I've been growing over time. And the more you tap into it, the more you open yourself up to it, the more it grows and it gets louder and louder. And I think what's been happening is the last couple of weeks, especially I've learned what it really means to surrender. And what that means to me is when things intuitively come up about what is best for me and myself as this soul being, having this human experience, whatever's best for me, I'm going to do. And then when I do those things internally, that's best for me that come up, the external just starts to take care of itself. So I think that's been like the biggest shift for me when I used to force things when I was playing sports. Like I would force my way onto the field, give the coach no reason but to play you, force them to play you, force yourself to have a good game, right? Like I wouldn't let the game come to me. I wouldn't let life come to me. And so now I'm internally just doing these things, whether that's Oh, I feel like writing. I feel like drawing. I feel like starting uh, this book. I feel like starting this painting. I'm just allowing myself. One of my goals this year was just to express myself creatively, whatever that means in that moment. And don't put a name to it. Don't define it. Don't label it. I'm kind of in this season of of no labels, no definitions, no, um, no, yeah, like just not defining, just letting things come and, and take everything as it is. So I think that's the biggest shift um, since football. I love that. A lot of what I hear there, it's really going from this 
place of force and mm-hmm. really transmuting that and being more of a place of flow and letting mm-hmm. that show up in all the different ways that you love to express yourself, whether it be the writing, the doodling, the drawing, reading different things, learning different mm-hmm. things. I think all of that is extremely powerful. And the last part you just spoke on in terms of having like no labels. It's funny when you said no labels, I heard like little Wayne in, in my top of my head going, no ceilings. <laughs> facts, bro. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But it, yeah. it, it's so interesting. You talk about having no label because I resonate with that a lot. And when someone, you know, asked me to describe myself, the simplest thing I say is I'm a dynamic man, meaning mm. that there's so many parts of me that are ever growing, ever changing, that it's hard for me to say like, oh, I'm this one thing, like, oh, I'm, an, I'm just an author or, oh, I'm just a coach or I'm just a trainer or I'm just a speaker. Or, I'm a podcaster. It's like, no, I'm, I'm all of these things and many other things. And I think that that's helped me realize really just how much I'm capable of when I'm Mm -hmm. really tapping into being the best me and understanding Mm -hmm. that, yeah, and understand that the best me, I'm the only person that can define what that is, but understanding that that definition is constantly changing, right? Yeah, yeah, man. And I think what came up for me was like this idea of, right, touching life's edges and you're taking what you like and don't like from all these experiences, being an author, being a podcaster, being a trainer and creating your own lane that's unique to you that no one else can touch because you're doing the work. Like my CEO for Strong Coffee, he's worked 32 different jobs. He's like mm-hmm. like a, a renaissance man, like we kind of talked about in the sense of like, man, like no one has your knowledge because no one's done the exact things that you've done, right? Celebrating your uniqueness, your distinctions that make you you, which carve your own path. So I love that idea. And like you said, uh, exploring your capabilities, your capacities, like that's, I think that's the, the goal in life, right? To liberate the potential of your mind, body, and soul is something that Robin Sharma wrote in a book. And and back to those labels, I'm reading this book, uh, A Creative a creative Act, A Way of Being by uh, Rick Rubin, his yeah. new book. And mm-hmm. man, he talks about in the creative process, you really can't label or define things because like you said, then you're placing a ceiling. Now you're working in those constructs instead of just letting it flow. And that's that's with art, that's with being creative that's with relationships and connections i've started to understand is like man just it's okay to be open for a little bit to see where this goes as opposed to like wanting to define things so structured and like label your feelings and like you know I, i've been in this this idea of just staying open which means open to change open mm-hmm. to experiences open to to new possibilities and then open for reflection right just constantly mm-hmm. staying open and reflecting on all these things that come up I love that. And what have you found? Like what's been different within you and and the types of things you've been experiencing since you've been embodying this level of openness? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what comes up for me is uh, a couple of things was like first not to settle. And I think like that was like the more open you are, right? When I was starting to to define things and go, oh, well, I guess that's just the way this is or that's how I'm going to look at this. You're kind of closing yourself off to possibilities. And what I learned was don't settle. You're attracting the work you're doing. You're attracting who you are. You're attracting your mindset. So the more open you are, the more open these possibilities. And again, showing me the capacity to be able to, first of all, detach from ideas as well. Like when I'm open, I'm realizing I'm not attaching to a specific idea of something, to a specific outcome, which has allowed me to just live a very like, I don't know, I feel like my energy's higher. I feel like I'm just uh, able to really find the beauty in the small things. 
um, and be able to just kind of stick to that vibration of just like focusing on the abundance. When I'm open, I'm just constantly in this stage of abundance and, and, and gratitude. Like that's the only thing you can think of because I'm not defining, I'm not labeling, I'm not expecting anything. So anything that comes to me is a plus. Any connection, relationship, friendship, creative thing, uh, job, like whatever the case is, it's it's more than I could have expected. So it's from this state of abundance, which has really helped me because I definitely came and grew up in a scarcity mindset. Um, and that's been very, very tough to overcome. And so this idea of staying open has really allowed for that detachment and abundance and gratitude. And man, like it's just been such a shift and then like just noticing that the more open you are the more open your body your mind your soul is to receiving these cosmic energies these cosmic signs whatever you want to believe in god the universe buddha that that sends you these things and i think that's just solidified my spirituality the last couple of weeks as well like man there's something up there that's guiding you that's leading you that's telling you where to go and it's like been super super loud for me and i think it's because i've just been in this state of surrender for the first time in my life which has been like it's been insane man so it's been quite quite a blessing for sure that's beautifully stated that's beautifully stated when i hear you talk about how important surrender is and how that leads to the abundance and the blessings to come in for me it's it's really just evident how normal, I won't even say normal, how common it is for many of us to have so much noise going mm -hmm. on within our own mind and body and even spirit that doesn't allow us, to your point, to hear mm -hmm. these different blessings that are coming in, these, these different things that are trying to help us transcend or grow or to go into the right path. And what I would love to hear from you is, when you think about surrender and how you've been able to allow it into your life, I would love for you to define surrender for the listeners, like how mm -hmm. you look at surrender and then what that actually looks like maybe tangibly day to day. Okay, absolutely. I think what first came up for me was like creating space. Um, creating space for new things to come in, whether that's ideas, connections, relationships. And obviously you prioritize, right? You don't want to like want a thing to come in and oh, throw it away, create new space. You prioritize as this information and data comes in, as we reflect, oh, I want to keep doing this. This is, this is giving me energy. This is giving me value. This is raising me higher. This is making me feel something I've never felt before. I want to keep doing this. Um, that's, I feel like the tangible thing. I guess the idea of surrender defining, like I kind of said earlier, is taking care of the internal and then the external takes care of itself. And what I mean by internal is what, what does Caleb need for himself in this moment? What's calling me? What keeps coming up? And obviously there's work to be done. Some, you got to go to work, whether that's a job, whether you have a project to do, um, so there's non-negotiables, right? Um, and I think there's just days that you, there, there's the two sides of, of the energies like we talked about, right? And that's taking care of yourself. Surrendering to me means, what does Caleb need to do? Caleb needs to wake up. He needs to take care of his body, whether that's movement, whether that's, you know, a meditation, a, um, some yoga, whatever the case is, right? And then like the mental aspects, which is meditation, solitude, journaling, whatever. And that's not every single day. I don't have like an everyday routine. Um, I think it's, that's, that's hard to, um, 
kind of keep up with. So like I said, it's just moment to moment. And I think surrendering, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and manifest and think about things like, no, that's, that's not the case. That's definitely part of it. You have to think and feel where you want to go, what you want, what you want in your life, who you want in your life, all those great things. But the work still has to be done in order to bring yourself to the vibration in order to receive those gifts that you're surrendering for. So I think it's like doing the inner work and then creating space for yourself to be able to receive. And like you said, getting quiet. I think getting quiet is huge. And that doesn't necessarily mean sitting in a dark room. For me, getting quiet, like I go to the gym and I feel quiet. My mind is quiet at the gym. I'm just open. I feel the most open. I'm just working out. I'm focused on my breath and and squeezing whatever muscle I'm working. And then an idea will come in or a thought will come in. And then that's when I start to get quiet and hear things. Sometimes it's when you're reading, when you're journaling, that whole thing. So I think doing things that create space for you and quiet your mind, body, and soul, like you said, to allow those things to come in. That's beautifully said. I love that. And how it really comes down to, in the way I hear it, like having an intention, right? Like Mm. creating the space and being intentional about doing whatever you need to do in the moment to satisfy that, not that need, but basically that part of you that's like, hey, we need some quiet. So whether that is meditating, whether that is through exercise, going for a walk, sitting outside, all of those things, all of that quieting down, all of that slowing down is actually what allows you to go faster mm-hmm. in life, right? It's like this idea sometimes you need to slow down to go faster. And that's something I work with my clients on consistently is this idea of like, hey, if you're super yang, you're always going, 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 you're in this catabolic state, right? Mm. You're in this state where you're constantly breaking yourself down, which has its proponents, but only if you then allow yourself to rest so that you can grow and be built back up. So I love how you really have this intention to you know, surrender, create time, create space to fill up your own cup so that you can do all the other things that you're up to, because I know you love to pour into others, because we had so many (laughs) conversations around that, which is extremely, extremely powerful. Yeah, yeah. Like, Well, sorry, what what came up for me was like, like you said, filling your cup, and and I've been such a person that's so like, all in or nothing mentality, all in or nothing attitude, like, oh, if I can't do it all in, then I'm not, and that's been in like relationships as well, like, diving in, wear my heart on my sleeve, here I am, take all of me. And I think recently I've learned like, hey bro, you can build brick by brick and everything and and doing the compound effect over time. It doesn't have to be rushed and anything that's beautiful, not all the time, and you can do beautiful things fast, but things that are built to last are built on a solid foundation and you can do that slowly over time and it doesn't have to be rushed. It can be cultivated in such a beautiful way. So creating space, giving space, like you said, and allowing your cup to be filled. I, I really, uh, really appreciated that. No, I appreciate you, man. It, it's a it's a great thing to tap into because something that I see oftentimes, whether it's in clients, conversations with friends, or even conversations with strangers, it is what you just talked about, this fallacy of thinking like, hey, I have to be either all in or I'm all out, right? Mm-hmm. And in reality, what does that even mean to be all in or all out? I think people look at it from a execution standpoint or they look at it from like an outcome standpoint. But again, to me, it comes back to intention, 
mm-hmm. right? It's one of these things where the concept of intention, meaning, hey, this thing that I'm doing, I'm doing it on purpose. Yes. I have a reason for doing it. It's a very conscious thing. I think that's the most important part because the method of how I go about it might look different day to day, moment to moment, but mm-hmm. the intention is solid. And that's my why behind doing it. And I say that because I believe if an individual is extremely clear on what they're working towards or like what their dream is, right? Kind of having that North Star of what they're following, Mm -hmm. it gives them the opportunity to look at every single decision that they make in life and see like, hey, is my decision here getting me closer to that thing Mm -hmm. or bringing me further away from it? And what I think the problem is, is that it's so easy to only focus on the result or the outcome when in reality it's all about the process and being intentional about the process and making sure like each and every step is moving me in this direction but understanding at the same time my north star might change over time right like to your point Mm -hmm. earlier the more and more i do something i might realize that some of the things i'm doing actually don't serve me, actually don't Mm -hmm. fill me up, right? Actually don't excite me. So it doesn't mean I'm going to try to force it, do more of it because I told myself I'm going to be at this place later, but maybe that place isn't really where I want to be. And then through Mm -hmm. the process, boom, I shift, you know, I be agile and I move in another direction. So I'm curious for you, Caleb, like right now you're how old? 26. So you're 26 years old in your mid twenties. What would you say like right now is your dream? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, I love the idea of of getting paid, I guess you could say, to imagine. Um, like I'm not a big material guy. Like material things don't drive me. Um, I'm very much on that basic need. Like if I could get like, and I would definitely, there's definitely things I want to experience. And I think I've talked about this with some of my, my uh, you know, my friends and my tribe of just, I want, I crave experience. I want to be able to experience things, whether that's, and some of those things are material. I'd love to have, um, you know, money to be able to take care of my family and friends to be like, oh, you guys have never done this. I've never done this. Let's go do this. And I can take care of everybody and no stress and not have to worry about um, certain needs. Like basic needs are just always met right and i think what that what that means for me is is like a day-to-day of just being able to go through and do as i please um in the sense of a creative process i love like you said the process of things so i love creative projects and to me i think that looks like a lot of things at one time um uh, tapping into a lot of different creative things creative expressions being able to express myself fully in whatever way that comes Um, so the dream I think is getting paid to imagine and, uh, getting paid to imagine and having a home, um, you know, like almost like this compound of where I have everything I need. I don't need to leave. I have my food. I'm living off of land. I am in the most natural state that I could possibly be in, but also have the means to be able to go tap into the city, go tap into an experience of material things. But Um, Just being in this harmonious state of like, kind of like I said, I've touched all of the edges and now I know exactly what I want. I think my goal these next like I think 10 to 15 years and obviously it's going to continue and change is just 
like I said, this process of elimination, I think it's beautiful when you realize that things don't feed you, don't bring you value, or that you realize you didn't like that thing because now you can cross that what if off your list. You tried it. You did it. Okay, I don't like it. Now I'm getting closer and closer to the clarity that I want. So I think my goal is to just get, is to be super clear on exactly what I want like my life to look like. And I think that's slowly coming in, into the vision. Um, so it's hard to put like, my finger on exactly what that direction is, but I do have an idea. I have a direction and that's kind of just, it's a lot on the creative side, a lot on um, obviously the physical side. I want to be in the best shape I could possibly be in taking care of my body. Um, and that's, I think that goes along with the food, the resources, the land, um, being in a safe place where I'm fully expressed in all aspects, man, and leaving everything and anyone I come into contact with better than I found it. Um, and just showing up. And those are my goals. Um, and hopefully down the road, that looks a lot like uh, the freedom, right? Having the freedom mm. to do as I please, when I please, with who I wish to do things with. Um, and again, taking care of my tribe. That's kind of like, I've realized that that's a big um, thing in me, like that protector um, mm -hmm. archetype of like, I love to provide. I love to uh, give pleasure. I love to give. I, I'm a giver. I, I get... I get filled up by giving, like you said, filling other people's cups and having the means to do that. Um, so that's kind of a goal of mine for sure. I love that. I mean, when you talk about your dream, the biggest things that I hear in there, it's like being creative, being healthy, being of service and mm -hmm. ultimately being free, yeah, being free. Yeah. And I think, I think freedom is something that many of us talk about and many of us desire and i think many of us have different definitions of what that looks like you know typically um say just the common conversation that i have when most people think of freedom they're talking about this financial freedom right which mm -hmm. kind of speaks into like okay hey i have enough money to do the things i want to do with the people that i want to do it with is mm -hmm. what it really comes down to and i think that's a powerful place to be and it's understanding like how do I put myself in position mm. to actually have that level of freedom? And yep. that's where I think awareness comes in, where like even for myself, you know, when I think about the level of freedom that I want to have in my life, you know, I have a great degree of it now in terms of I have the career freedom because I do the work that I want to do with the people that I want to do it with, which is mm -hmm. amazing. Like no one can fire me per se. So mm -hmm. there's a high level of freedom there. When I think about freedom of my body, like, you know, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm able to, if I want to go do an experience and go on a crazy hike, I can do that hike. If I want to go put myself through an intense workout, I can put myself through that workout. If I want to go and I want to fast for a few days, I know I could fast and I'm going to reap a lot of benefit, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually from it. And I know that next step is that financial freedom. And when it comes to that, I think it's so important for myself, for you, for anyone else, to have a super clear understanding of how much money does that actually take, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Because I know in my experience, I used to do my work and you know always say like, hey, it's not about the money, this, that, the other. And it wasn't in the sense that it wasn't my number one driver. But now being an entrepreneur for you know over a decade, I realized that you know, in order for myself to do the work that I want to do in the world, my business has to generate a certain amount of money so that it mm -hmm. stays open and I can keep going, 
right? And when I think even deeper into the future and I think about, okay, I want to have two kids. I want my kids to be able to have these types of experiences. I want to make sure I could go to my my son's baseball games. I can go to my you know daughter's volleyball games or her recital or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, that means that I have to be able to actually remove myself mm-hmm. from doing the work so that I can go be there with them. So what does that number look like? Yeah. And I've been working on that and seeing how much it takes and seeing how much I need to save or really make first. And then from there, how much can I save? How much is being put away? How much does it go into investments? Because mm-hmm. now I can see that number and I can be crystal clear on, okay, this is how I'm going to go about that number, whether it's in terms of my marketing, whether it's in terms of the products I'm producing or the services I'm producing and who I'm producing it for so that I can bring in you know, the money has given me a lot of clarity on how I move in that aspect of life. And it's something that I wish I would have had knowledge about and clarity on when I was your age at 26. Mm. So I'd be curious to know your thoughts around, you know, just how you view money and how money is a vehicle in how you move going forward and keeping a great relationship with it. Yeah, dude, that's a great question. And it's funny, what came up for me was about like, I'd say two years ago now, my buddy, my best friend, Luke, um, he invited me to this event. It was like more of an email marketing event, but it was really like, I guess like you could say like a psychological event as well of like your relationship with money and a lot of different things, emotionally, physically. Like it was a great event put on by uh, Ian Stanley. And uh, I, I went and he was talking about this relationship with money and he asked if money was an actual physical human being. Would would money like you? Would money want to hang out with you? How do you treat money? And like you, like I said, I came from this scarcity mindset that like there's not enough, or you know, I don't know. I just felt like I, I have a very, I had a very bad relationship with money, and it's something that I'm still working on. I, you know, there's little cues and things that I I need to work on of like when I spend money with the abundance mindset of like I'll make this back times ten. Um, you know, whatever the case is like little things of that nature. I definitely understand the structured aspect. Like you said, breaking it down of how much do I really need? How much can I live off of? How much can I put away? That's something that I can definitely get better at doing my best, um, to learn, gain knowledge, ask friends, see what I can do. But I guess my relationship with money right now is, is really trying to find the thing that, and I'm getting very, very close. I feel very, very close to it of that my passions, what's scratching all my itches that allows me to make money right now and be in a good place to then, I think that's like my hierarchy of needs. I'm like, I need to be doing something I'm passionate about. And then it's like, cool, once I'm making that, that um, I guess you could say like, not structured, but secured amount of, cause you know, when you're a freelancer creative, a lot of it's by project, right? And then right. you get into this, um, you know, if you're hired by somebody or whatever, you're part of a company type deal. So when that starts coming in, then I definitely want to start getting into more of the structured outline of the financials. But my first step was finding something that I'm passionate about that I want to show up to every day. Cause I don't, I know that I can go make money. I know that I can go get a job and I can go work and make a bunch of money and probably be well off and, and do a lot of good things. But I don't want to settle my soul I don't want to go do something I don't want to do every day. Like that's not worth it to me. I'd rather take the time to build something, harness skills, and then I know the money will come. So that was kind of the season that I was going through. And I think 
I am starting to elevate into that new season of like, okay, now it's time to really structure it out. Like you said, get defined, write it out, do the math, you know, quote unquote, do the math of, of exactly the numbers, right? And then start to set more goals of how much do you want coming in monthly? What is that going towards? I like this exercise of what would you do with $20? What would you do with 50? What would you do with a hundred? All the way up to like a million dollars and you can't buy anything twice, right? And hmm. your, your basic needs are covered. So what are you spending money on? It's a hard exercise. Like, damn, I don't know if I had $500 right now, like what would I really do with it? You know what I mean? Like, so it's mm -hmm. a really cool um, exercise, which I, I do quite often of like, okay, and that kind of helps me get into that mindset. But yeah, my relationship with money has not been very good my my whole life and it's getting better and it's a relationship that I'm constantly cultivating. Um, you know, there's just been times where I've had zero dollars and I have to find out how I'm paying rent tomorrow. And it's like, okay, well, and then you figure it out. And that's when I started to learn this game of like, you can't, you can't strangle money. You can't, you can't grip money tight. You're restricting the flow. You have to mm. kind of, I'm not saying you got to go out and just spend it. Oh, like, oh, I'm just going to go buy this, buy this, buy this. You have to be obviously have intention with where you're spending your money and investing it, but you can't restrict the flow of it. And I think that's what I was doing for a long time as opposed to just being, you know, intentional, following my gut, listening to the signs. And I've been getting better with that. So, yeah, quite the journey with the relationship with money for sure. I appreciate you sharing all that, man. It, yeah. it provides so much insight. And I love how you gave the example that you learned about like, okay, what would money look like if it was a person? And it was funny. I was thinking through my life, like what would that person be doing or how would I be treating that person? And it's like, damn, there are certain times where, you know, money, the person, I was just like clinging on like, nah, you can't mm -hmm. go hang out with nobody else. You got to <laughs> stay right here. You exactly. stay right here next to me. We hang, we do everything together. We're right here. And yep. then there's other times where I could look and I was just like, just neglecting money, just throwing money everywhere. Like almost mm -hmm. like just pimping money out. Like, Hey, go, mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw you at this thing. You go stay over there. Right. And, I, and I'll come back later for it. And, uh, yeah, it's so interesting. And now thinking about money in terms of like personifying it and making it a person, it's just like anyone else. It, it deserves respect. It, it yes. deserves love. It deserves, you know, good energy, everything like that. And it also, like, you know, when I think about relationships, I think about how important, um, you know, mutual expectations and boundaries mm. are, right? Yes. So it's like, hey, this is, this is what we can do together. This is what we don't do together, mm -hmm. right? This is okay. This is not. So I think for, you know, everyone listening to this conversation, you know, I would invite you to do what Caleb said and and create this personification of money as a person and really tap in and check in with yourself. How are you relating with this person? How are you treating this person? How do you feel this person's treating you? And from that level of awareness, you can start to decide like, hey, this is how I want to move forward. This is how I want to be intentional and create a better relationship. And if there's some things that I, I need to learn, like, let me go ahead and find whether it's the resources online, whether it's the books, whether it's a friend, a mentor, like, let me get mm. that help in the place that I need it. Because at the end of the day, I don't think we're meant to do everything by ourselves. And there's so much no. we can learn from each other that allows us to grow. So I really appreciate you bringing that to the forefront. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's, uh, it's quite the it's quite the journey like you said you can't do everything alone. I'm constantly bouncing ideas off people, reflecting, communicating 
I'm a very big talker. <laughs> I love to talk in the sense of talk through my feelings, talk mm-hmm. through my experiences. It helps things resonate with me and talking can also go into the context of writing for me. Um, and yeah, man, that's just been a very profound experience of really connecting. And like you said, the boundaries, that's something that I have been so bad with my entire life as like a people pleaser, as a person that loves to give. Mm-hmm. And yeah. recently, um, you know, heading into like new relationships, connections, whatever the case may be. I am very, very big on setting these boundaries early and being open and communicative. And if I can't be open and honest with you, then what, then what am I doing anyway? Um, and that's with myself, that's with other people, that's with a significant potential significant other, whatever the case may be, getting that done early. Cause if you don't set them and like I said, I used to just rush into things. I used to be like, here I am now, right? Like, in my past relationship, like I just, we started every day together from the beginning. Like there was no boundary set. And then ultimately that becomes a problem down the road when there's no boundary set. It's harder to set boundaries after you've already been doing things together than it is prior and then taking those boundaries away. Um, mm. So, so yeah, man, that's been a very big thing for me. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries on connections, relationships, physical things, material things, whatever the case is, like setting your boundaries to make sure you are the most optimally efficient person so I can give my best to you, right? So I don't, so I'm not running on empty or I'm not running off resentment or I don't feel some type of way holding in these feelings or whatever towards you. I need to be able to express them and be honest and open and, and function in between those boundaries. I love that. I love that. Yeah. The boundaries are so important. I'd be curious, man. What are some of the boundaries that you just realize, like no matter pretty much any situation, like this is something that I place as a boundary. Yeah, I used to think like I'm very social and I think I used to love to just say yes to everything. I was definitely a yes man in a phase of my life and now I'm I'm really getting intuitive. Like I said, it's been loud like, nah man, like stay in the night and, and paint. Or, you know, I think a big thing for me is I've realized I do need my space. And I think that's also a thing for like other people in my life is like giving them space as well. Like everybody's planting seeds and you need to be able to let that seed grow, that connection grow, right? Um, to let, again, giving space for new things to come in for new feelings. I want, I want to be missed and I want to miss you, whether that's an actual thing as, like I said, painting, writing, sport, whatever the case is, working out, like give it space to make me miss it. And then people as well. Like, I want to be missed. I want you to miss me in the sense of like still creating a kind of a mystery between us and kind of holding on to that mystery for a little bit um, while you cultivate the foundation of the relationship, of the connection to whatever that is, of the art. Um, That's when I started looking at connections and relationships as art. Like I said, after reading that book of like giving everything its space and that's and that comes in many different forms, right? I believe in having different rooms with different energies, right? Like my studio is my studio for creative things. Um, I have a room with a desk that's strictly for work and like podcast type stuff like this, whatever the case is. My room is my room. I'm going in there to sleep and go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so location carries energy. And then also, like I said, with, with people giving them space, that could be in the physical existence of having separate rooms, um, having just your own space where you feel safe. Right. Mm. So I think cultivating safe spaces for everything to give time, to create some mystery, to create some openness, to create 
some quietness to allow things to come up because I think what happens when there's no space and we feel overwhelmed or, um, you know, like underwater almost is kind of the idea, like walking on eggshells. I feel like I'm underwater. I can't breathe. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed is because there's not enough space for me to really reflect. And then you start to make these stories up in your head about situations that first of all, might not be true or you're over romanticizing a situation. You're over analyzing mm -hmm. because there's no space. So right. space has been a huge thing that's come up for me recently of like, nah, man, you need some space to spend some real time with yourself. And that's like a daily, weekly thing of like, hey, spend some time daily. And I'm fine. And I'm trying to find out what that formula looks like. But yeah, there's there's non-negotiables for myself that revolve around space, solitude um, and things of that nature, for sure. Yeah, man, that's a game changer. And for you to be realizing that at the age of 26 and, you know, I'm sure you started even before that. It's so powerful. And for me, that was a huge transition point in my life when I started to simply take time for myself. Mm. Once I got to better understand who I am, what I stand for, what's not for me. And ultimately, that's what allowed me to bring in a great relationship with my fiance and, mm. and bring her into my life. Because, you know, before then, I had different women who would come into my life who were great women. And the reason why they wouldn't stick was simply because of my relationship with myself, mm. right? Wouldn't allow such things. And, you know, my fiance and I, you know, we laugh about it now, just how divine timing could be that Ooh, yeah. I met her and she met me at times in our lives where like we were open and ready uh, for that mm. type of thing. And I think it's like that, not just with romantic relationships, but all types of relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's business relationship, things like that. You know, when we can meet another entity, mm. when we ourselves are in a great space, that's what allows both sides to be able to flourish and start to grow together. And I would imagine like that's what, what comes up with you and, and strong coffee. Like I would yes. imagine you found yourself in such a place where you were doing your thing, right? And them as a company were doing their thing. And essentially y'all came together and it's probably been just like a really powerful relationship since. So I would love to get a little bit of background on, you know, how that relationship came to be and then how you're able to essentially live out your dream of being creative and mm. imaginative and, and be able to make money and, and have an impact in that way. Yeah, man. So man, a crazy story. You talk about divine timing. It, um, so originally I moved out to Austin, Texas to take over a sports performance facility. And during that time, I found Adam Von Rothfelder, who's our CEO at Strong Coffee Company. I found him on online. I've tried Strong Coffee prior so I knew about the product. And the first time I tried it, I'm like, man, this is an amazing product. Like, this is insane. I wish I had this when I was playing college football. Mm -hmm. um, and so I reached out to him like, hey, man, I'm in Austin. I'd love to come by and, and you know, meet you and, and see if I can get your coffee into the gym. So he said, yeah, man, come by. So I, I came by the, the office that they had. They had some office space. When I walk in and it was a very, very small team because that company on the outside looks very big because it's so well put together and so intentional. Mm -hmm. So that was, first of all, I was like, oh, okay, like it's a smaller team. And I didn't really think much of it. We, I, you know, me and Adam, we, we shot the shit. We did a workout together. We talked a little bit. Um, I learned a little bit about his story. Super, super like surface level, if that makes sense. Like, you know, he's busy mm -hmm. and I know he's very close to himself. Um, doesn't like to share too much early. You know, he needs to trust you. So cool. 
we uh, we had a great conversation, cool little workout. I went about my way. And then later that gym fell through like two months in of me working there. It just wasn't a good fit. I moved on and I'm sitting there. I'm new to this city. I don't know anybody. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I don't have a job. Um, I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck, dude? I, I just picked up and moved my life to Austin, Texas. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I get a DM from his wife and she's like, hey, I'm throwing Adam a surprise birthday party. Uh, here's the invite. And I'm like, mm. okay. And so like, uh, I'm thinking this is like a, a, a party. So I'm like, cool. I don't really know Adam. I've met Adam for a total of like an hour. I barely know <laughs> this guy, right? Mm -hmm. So I pulled up to the party and uh, there's like nine to 10 people and like his closest like friends that could come mm. type deal. People flew in um, from LA, from Milwaukee, from where he's from, right? People are asking me like, how do you know Adam? And I'm like, oh, I, I really don't. I met him like well, last week. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it was a funny story, but we're sitting there, um, we're having some fun. We're on this like rooftop We're we're, uh, uh, diving into some plant-based medicines together. And as like, you know, I'm on this rooftop, I'm, I'm like, damn, I should try to hop on with strong coffee. Like mm. I love their vibe. He's dope. We're kind of shooting the shit, like this energy. And then I remember listening to a podcast of him on it after I was starting to get interested. And I was like, man, there's so much alignment with this dude and how his life, he has a crazy story, man. So if anybody listening wants to learn a little bit more about strong coffee, there's a couple of podcasts that Adam's on. That's like, man, it's his, his life story is insane. But mm. so I resonated with him. And then later that turned into, you know, me reaching out and then kind of months went on where we were kind of going back and forth. And little did I know the things that were going on in his life and mm. strong coffee. Right. Then we hit this perfect alignment where I got brought in to do some content because I was doing some freelance content creation which grew into this role of just pretty much, I guess for the lack of a title is I'm pretty much his assistant, like executive assistant and, and do like partnerships. I work with the influencers and the affiliates, but um, you know, so it developed into this, this relationship and it just, it's been crazy because like you said, it scratches all my itches. I've never been more fulfilled than when I'm at an event serving coffee. And it's like the craziest thing for me, like, I'm back there. I, I'm listening to, the, to music. I'm in flow. I'm serving coffee. I'm giving this amazing product that's good for you to people to better themselves. And strong stands for striving to reach our natural greatness. And I love the brand because there's so much intention behind the brand with everything Adam and the team does. And the team's amazing. And so, yeah, man, it's it's incredible. I've never been more fulfilled, man. All my itches are scratched creatively, business-wise. I'm in this season of learning. I'm learning under a great human being, and Adam, who has been through such a crazy life experience so far, building a business, watching this business build from, you know, when I hopped on to now getting acquired. And so it's very, mm. it's been a very, very fun experience and still going and just upgrading and elevating. So yeah, man, it's been it's been amazing, truly divine, like you said, man. I, I couldn't I couldn't have planned it at all any better, you know. Mm, no, man, that's so beautiful, and I'm I'm so happy that it's it went that way and it's built into what it is right now. And I don't think it's any accident at all that in your hour with him, when y'all were training together and getting to know each other, that you made such an impact on him and he made such an impact on you that you end up getting invited to his surprise birthday because it just shows like he knew right then like damn there's something about this guy right mm. and you at the same time knew the same thing like man like i really rock with adam mm. 
yeah and w- once y'all were able to come together and just really serve really important roles in each other's lives and really be able to reciprocate just the energy of what what service and gratitude and all of that can build into is truly amazing man i'm really happy to see that thank you man yeah it's uh yeah man i just i definitely see potential potential has been a word that's been coming up for me um and like it's just like it's like that line of the song like when i see potential i just gotta see it through you know drake like Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i've been living like man potential here potential there potential like there's potential in these areas of my life to where i know where i used to when i used to see potential i used to grab the wheel and be like oh let me dive into this let me force myself into this door when now I see potential and I let it come to me. I let it, I still do the work that I need to do in order to reach that vibration again to then receive this potential, to then see this potential through. Cause I gotta, I have to be able to show up as my best self to be able to see this potential through, right? To be able to show up as my best self. So that's been a profound thing for me is like, I see potential, that's great. Still don't grab the wheel, bro. Keep doing the work and let that potential unfold naturally. Don't, you can't force the beauty in these things, man. It'll just come naturally. And, and so that's what's been a huge thing for me with strong coffee, with you know cultivating connections, relationships, art, whatever the case is, just letting the potential naturally unfold. I love that. I love that. Letting the potential naturally unfold. And, and to your point, man, I think potential is such a powerful thing because we all have it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're all capable of just amazing, outstanding things. And something that I think is one of my biggest gifts is that I feel like I'm able to see someone's highest potential like the minute I meet them and I look at them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could, I, it's like I can see exactly what you're capable of. And sometimes those people see it in themselves as well. And oftentimes they don't see it. And if I'm not careful, there's a long time in my life where I couldn't see it in myself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started really, really looking at that man in the mirror and deciding to one, be proud of him for everything that he's already done as opposed to thinking about all the things that he hasn't done mm. was a game changer. And then just understanding like, gosh, I'm, I'm so capable of so much. What's my dream and, and what am I going to do to ensure that I do my best to reach my potential and understand that my mm. potential is always growing as I'm learning yes. and doing more. And that's a great place to be as well. Yes. Yeah, dude. It's a... Uh... Yeah, it came up for me when you were talking about like past relationships, uh, getting into your fiance, and then also what you just said, looking into the mirror of like, you know, I used to really resent a lot of past characters of myself. Um, And it's like, man, you have to love all parts of yourself. And, you know, I recently, there was an old connection that recently came back up um, that taught me a lot about myself. It was like I was looking into a mirror with her around and what it did for me was like seeing myself of like all the past experiences, relationships, things, whatever have brought me to this exact point in time, which is divine, which is bringing me energy, which is lighting my soul on fire. So if I didn't go through those things, I couldn't have met you here at this point. And it's Mm. like this mirror where I was able to actually like see myself and love all parts of myself. It was like a light was shined on the dark things that I would try to hide in relationships, lie about in past relationships, or just not be totally honest about in past relationships, which like would then have this cloud over you, right? Of like, man, like I don't feel like I'm being my true self because I have to hide these 
these past demons or dark things or, mm. you know, whatever the case is. And it was like when I was finally able to like see that and be like, no, nah, man, that's made you you. You have to love all those parts of you. And that's brought you to this moment. Like it's literally each moment's literally a miracle because like it's everything has had to happen from from our lifetime. Correct. But also from from decades and centuries ago <laughs> to, to, to lead us to this exact fucking moment, which blows my mind, which has like been that abundance gratitude state. I told you I've been able to live in of like each moment is literally a miracle. So what am I going to do with it? So mm. learning to love all aspects, past characters. And I love this idea. I saw this tweet the other day of like, I love when I'm in a situation that I handle better now than my past self would. And that's mm, where powerful. like growth. Yeah, bro. I was like, wow. So being able to truly love myself, man, of, and, and all in its entirety and in, in a holistic point of view, because it's all led me to this point, And that's been pretty profound as well. Yeah, man, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, there's so much in what I heard you say there, like, you know, part of it, I think, is, you know, forgiveness, like forgiveness for mm. who we were. Right. And like maybe mm. we didn't you know, like, quote unquote, like that part of us at a certain time. But we needed that part of us or that time frame of us to be who we are now. And I really do believe, you know, what Michael Beckwith says, where, you know, we're constantly unfolding, right? We're just yeah. constantly just unfolding and growing and just turning new leaves and figuring all these things out about us. And similar to you, man, I have so many, you know, parts of my past that I'm not proud of, especially in my relationship with my mom the last few years mm. she was alive and just where our relationship was at that time and how I treated her before she passed, um, mm. you know, all of which I talk about extensively in my book. And, you know, I had to learn to forgive myself and to love that version of myself and to understand that if all of those dark things did not happen, I would not be who I am today and understand yeah. that all of it had reason and meaning. A hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And I think that's, what's, like you said, all reason and meaning. And even like, for me, like, you know, my past relationship, you know, it was four years, four years with somebody. And like, when you lead with love and you look at everything from a perspective of love and just grateful, like I'm grateful for that relationship because it brought out my capabilities, right? Like every relationship connection, romantic or not, brings out parts of you that you didn't know you had if you really open yourself up to it. So like that brought out these capacities of things that I didn't even know I had. Like th so thankful that she was able to bring these things out of me that now I can really see. And then also my flaws. Like I know there's a ton, tons of things that I could work on, which again have brought me to this point that I've been living in these last couple of weeks for in months of like, oh, like I need to show up better here. And that's what I've been working on. And mm -hmm. that just makes you ready for the next thing, connection, friendship, relationship, like I said, romantic or not. And it's it's gotten into my art. It's gotten into like other things in my life it's trinkled into, which has been amazing. And I wouldn't have been able to get here without those past relationships, past characters, past people that have uh, shown me and shined a light on, on those things. So it's it's truly a blessing. Amen to that. Amen to that. And for for everyone listening, I think this is an opportunity to reflect on your own life and to be able to look at maybe those dark moments, the times that you're not proud of, maybe those times you felt like you were acting out of pocket or out of character and understand that all of those moments were opportunities for growth, 
if you want to look at it that way, right? And to understand that anything that you've been through or anything that you've done, you can use that as not just motivation, but for actual fuel Mm. to be the person you desire to be now. And just like Caleb did, being able to look at those past situations and maybe how he acted in such a way and to be able to learn from that and to act in a new way that's going to better express who he wants to be in this moment. And I think that's available to all of us. So I appreciate you sharing that, Caleb. Yeah, man. And again, like it's, it's, it's a daily battle. Like I don't want to give off this like thing of like, it's, it's perfect over here. Cause it's definitely not like every day is a <laughs> fucking battle, you know, like it's a, it's a daily moment to moment decision that you either tap into your highest self or your lower selves of like the decisions being made. And again, it's just a muscle that you grow, right? Like what, like a lot of different things and I'm taking it moment by moment, but also like making it certain things that I want to start either like, you know, creating better habits of or losing bad habits. Right. And, uh, but it's a daily commitment to yourself. Like you said, you're seeing this, this direction, you're seeing yourself on this uh, I guess you could say pedestal or stage or whatever your highest highest self dream is, right? And is it getting me closer to that or not? And I think that's just a daily choice with moment to moment habits. I can have these eggs or I can eat this cake. I can go to the gym mm-hmm. or I can go to this party, like whatever the case is for you in these moments. But um, yeah, man, it's a daily thing and, and we fuck up all the time. But again, it just yep. goes into, okay, well, you know what? I have the choice to change now and decide to not do that again. And now I have more information for the next time that decision comes up. So, um, yeah, man, truly beautiful. Beautifully stated, beautifully stated. It's a day by day process. It's a moment by moment process. And when we're able to be present, which I call simply paying attention in the moment on purpose, it, it really allows us to, to grow and to live in a way that we want to live. And again, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, right? Or that it's going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time. <laughs> yep. It is It is a constant thing that we get to work on. But I think that work is what makes life so enjoyable. It's the problems that we have, the problems that we uniquely experience that allows us to change and to grow and to adapt and to ultimately thrive because if we didn't have any problems i mean bro life would be so boring so i really feel what you're saying there heck yeah caleb man yeah man caleb i enjoyed this conversation so much you know before we leave here is there one word of wisdom or anything that's on your heart right now that you would just love to share with the listeners so that they can just help themselves grow in their own journey Oof, man, I just think that like it's uh you owe it to yourself to just really do the things that that you want to do and live the life that you want to live. And I think there's so many times that we can get caught up in everybody's circumstances different. It's easier said than done always. All these things that we've talked about are way easier said than done, right? Um, but I think it's like to look at how you're showing up and how you do anything is how you do everything. So how are you doing the small things? Because there's no such thing as small, right? We're compounding every day to these huge moments that lead to the potential, that show us the things that we're capable of. And for me, I feel like I just, I reflected one day on like, am I doing the things that Caleb wants to be doing all mm. the time? And I wasn't. And so that's when I just started to make changes and 
the more that I tapped into doing things that was for me, for me only. And because when you're doing things for other people, based on other people and it's not for you, that's where resentment comes in. That's where this miscommunication comes in. That's where all these problems start to arise. So mm. when you do things for you and live the life you want to live, because it's no one else's life. Like no one's, no one else is going to the grave with you, man. Like right. you're getting buried alone. It's, you can't take anything with you. So like life's too fucking short. Like you got to go live it. You got to go touch the edges. You got to go do these things that you're constantly thinking about craving to do. And I think when you, listen to that intuition and that grows and that gets louder and you're doing the inner work and the external takes care of itself. You start to realize like, this is what living is. And, um, again, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Like you said, man, there are some dark times, but those are the needed, man. You need those valleys to, to shine light on the mountaintops of like, man, look at where I came from. Look at what I built. Look at what I got myself out of. Um, so I've just been learning to embrace all of it. Um, and, and loving every moment of this process to getting to the person I want to be and, and living this this human experience, man. So, yeah, man, just keep living, man, with Matthew McConaughey's finest words. And <laughs> and uh, for real, I mean, I, I, th I take that to heart of just, like, really keep living, man. Live live your life and and tap in. Hey, beautifully stated. And you're, you're a shining example of, of what's possible and you're leading by example. So... I truly, truly appreciate that, Caleb, and I love this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate you having me on and taking the time, and uh, it was so fun to connect with you, brother. So fun. Uh, 100%. It's my pleasure. Caleb, where can all the people find you online? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, on all social medias, Instagram and Twitter. I'm just at Caleb Fossum. Um, I got some art stuff, and that's at Swiss Army Creative. Um, if you want to see some art, Strong Coffee is at Strong Coffee Company um, on Instagram. You could also go to strongcoffeecompany.com. Um, we're also uh, in all Whole Foods across the country, yep. Sun Life Organics, uh, Amazon, and our online websites. Um, please try it. Start your day strong. It's amazing. You won't regret it. And yeah, connect with me, man. I'd love to. I love to connect with people, um, create with people, and. Uh, and grow together, man. So much love. Ooh, much, much love. And everyone listening, please, please, please check out, check out Caleb. He's an amazing man. And get you some strong coffee. I have some in the <laughs> cupboard. I love it. It's so great. It's amazing. Whenever I find myself in a rush and I need that pick-me-up, I mean, it's literally as simple as mixing it in some warm water, and it's delicious. And, you know, the stuff they got in there, whether it's the ashwagandhas, the L-theanine, like, it's really nice how they blend that with great quality coffee to get the type of result that I'm looking for. So I definitely appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Much love, man. Much love, dude. I uh, appreciate it. It's a great product and I appreciate all the support and man, I'm just so happy I got to connect with you, man. For real. Much love. Uh, same here. Same here. I mean, it's just another example of what happens when, you know, we, we have a mutual brother and, and that brother brings us together. 100%. Shout out to Matt Coleman. Dude, man, Matt, that's our guy, man. I love that guy. He's cultivated so many things in my life that I can't thank him enough for, man. But yes, this is definitely one of them. So appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Much love and appreciate everyone for tapping in. And remember, you can too.